hello and welcome to the very first episode of the hey listen podcast i am dizzy bess streamer member of two drunk flings who wants to go next oh no this is too confusing uh, it's me i'm miss Tree, also a streamer not a member of two drunk things but it is very good <laughs> oh hi everyone uh, i'm giraffe uh seriously i'm a giraffe which i'm a relatively new streamer and not a member of really anything but <laughs> except this group i suppose um so it's a good start and i am cauliflower i'm not a streamer i am not a member of anything i just kind of tag along with these ladies and uh, do what they do so i'm cool <laughs> and are a delicious vegetable i am a delicious vegetable especially <laughs> covered in cheese we're, we're looking because we're like doing this video on discord and there's a picture of cauliflower and it's like an actual picture of cauliflower wearing sunglasses that was from my uh, stream with giraffe i was gonna say the very first time you appeared on stream you uh -huh. were just a cauliflower so I, I couldn't believe i was like that is brilliant that is actually <laughs> genius but whatever i was expecting for like you to appear on stream that was not it but i loved it immediately <laughs> Well, as soon as we uh, we decided on a date with Giraffe, I was like, do you know what? I'm not actually going to go on camera. I'm going to get a cauliflower on camera because people keep saying, are you actually a cauliflower or a person? So that was like planned for about a week and a half beforehand. And I was so excited because it was going to be so funny. And clearly it was. Uh, and it was hard to keep that under wraps. I remember showing you Giraffe and he's like, look, this is what I've got to be on stream with. And you thought it was great. I think the first time I saw it was when I called you like 10 minutes before the stream and you just had the this is fantastic well, oh yeah yeah because I, to I told you i had a cauliflower and i just i'd uh, i'd done some testing through the day with a new webcam that i got so i put it up and i put the camera on it and techno came through and he said i've made the cauliflower better and i even <laughs> had a look and it had my sunglasses on it and i was just like that's amazing yeah because it, it makes it more humanoid it gives it eyes and it just like draws yeah. your attention to the sunglasses <laughs> and it's just amazing but i was just like i was thinking is that the same stream giraffe that you got the hat or was that a different stream uh it's possible i don't remember it all happened very quickly around the same time yeah because you've got a giraffe hat which I do. is just amazing and I, i'm i'm now thinking <laughs> i need to get a bee i need to get something bee like like what yes, do i get oh i think there's like there's all sorts of like bee kind of yeah going around at the moment i'm sure I we can find you something this. i'm sure when this came up on one of your streams i found an inflatable bee costume on Amazon. <gasps> oh my goodness this has oh, to i'll be just big. sit here and i, I hope you'll fit in the <laughs> chair in an inflatable bee. maybe a bee onesie i could do bee onesie like i've always wanted to do a stream in my pikachu onesie so i could do it in a bee oh, onesie nice. oh my goodness i've, uh, I've to got be a gold from the dressing up box that you could put on yes <gasps> gold. but you can't give this free. you need to this needs to be a goal it needs to be like yeah we know, need to reach hit charity. something yeah i i am um hoping to do a charity stream at the end of september at some point so um that could be something that we sort of push towards and it could be a like a point on the like once you hit so many donations or so uh so much money raised then i put on a bee costume <laughs> I love it. That sounds amazing this is a thing this is happening Sorry, I just had to mute for a second because the guinea pig started squeaking. I think they want to be involved. Oh, that's really <laughs> well, is now a good time to go into our guinea pig care segment? Uh, we could do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. So this is the Hey Listen podcast guinea pig care segment. Each podcast, I will give one piece of guinea pig care advice since I now have obtained four guinea pigs in my house. So the very first piece of advice that I give you for guinea pig care, very, very crucial part, is a cup of vegetables a day uh, keeps your guinea pigs very, very happy. And Mm. if you don't just give them all all in a bowl, because that's very boring, boring for them you have to scatter it around the cage they have to go hunting for it and they, they love that they love looking for their vegetables are, are, are really hunting animals no no no, no. <laughs> it's not that they hunt they're foraging so they're foraging for their vegetables that's terrifying can you imagine a guinea pig as an alpha predator <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's um, capybaras, the, the that's massive... That's not a real thing, surely. The massive guinea pigs, yeah, 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 oh, they're absolutely. in the same family. <laughs> yeah. The South American, like, giant rodent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they, I, they I, are. I, I feel like we've skipped a step here, which is Dizzy casually saying, oh, I've got four guinea pigs in my <laughs> And we've skipped the bit where Dizzy is a professional guinea pig, guinea pig wrangler who goes out to <laughs> fields and wrangles guinea pigs to increase did her. miss that step dizzy tell us what happened um so um i i was at uh, my partner day day's um parents house and all of a sudden i got a message from a friend saying um you've got guinea pigs right uh, i found two in a field could we borrow a cage <laughs> so i was like Casually. Uh, yeah, just casually, just casually finding guinea pigs, um, which apparently does happen because my mum sent me a news story about other guinea pigs in another part of the UK that had been abandoned. But anyway, back to my story. Um, you, you a light, like Batman has the light in the sky, like a big <laughs> guinea pig rescuer. Yeah. Oh my god, no! It took. <laughs> I was in that field for fourteen hours. Like it didn't. It wasn't a quick catch. But yeah. So my my friend messaged me saying, "I don't know anything about guinea pigs. I know that they're here. I I am in this field with some blankets and some veg, trying to catch it, catch them." So I was like, "Right." rushed back to my place, grabbed some guinea pig food, grabbed loads of carriers and blankets and boxes and everything I could think of to catch guinea pigs because they are fast. It's hard enough catching them when they're enclosed in a cage, let alone in a massive farmer's field. And then, yeah, we, we spent... We well, we spent about eight hours on the first day and then went back the next day. We caught one uh, on the first day and then went back for the second one the next day. And in total, we're, we're, we were in that field for 14 hours. The hero. Hope you didn't have any other plans. Hey, yeah, well, we we did, because the, the second day we went to Twycross Zoo in the morning, so <laughs> we didn't go back to the field till the afternoon. And we spent the entire time going around Twycross going, oh, my God, are they okay? Are they okay? Oh, so. Zuki, we have had some good weather in the UK recently, mm. so they will, have, they will have been okay. Yeah, it was lucky that it was summer. It if it had been winter, then they, would have, they wouldn't have done as well. But, yeah, now we have officially adopted them because the other people who were considering it, uh, they decided that they couldn't give them enough space so we said that we would take them in so now we have four guinea pigs in our house oh my goodness well, uh, it's weird how when you have um have animals like that that you always somehow end up with more of them without even trying to yeah as we did that with our rats as well we started out with two boy rats and we specifically wanted boy rats because they've got a better temperament and they're easier to handle and they're mm. slower and they tend to be more cuddly and then we decided we'll introduce two more boy rats 
<laughs> into the cave. And then a few weeks later, we found out that the first boy rats we had weren't actually boy rats, and we had baby rats <laughs> as well. So we ended up with eight oh. rats in total. Oh no! <laughs> well, that was something we were worried about with the ones in the field, because obviously we just found them, so we didn't know whether they were boys or girls or a boy and a girl. So we were like, is there also like a litter? Are there any babies in there? So we were constantly like listening out because it was so overgrown. It was a bramble bush. So it wasn't as though we could just like move things around. We, we had to be really careful. Um, but for the amount of time we were there, we didn't hear anything. So we assumed there wasn't. And then when we checked them, they, they were both boys anyway. So yeah. Well, that would be a miracle of science. <laughs> exactly. So we wanted to have a discussion about games in this, didn't we? We were. We were going to talk about um, the games that got us going, the games that got us started, those games that hold a special place in our heart. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I, I, I just... Now I'm thinking I should have been more prepared. I know you guys have that. been taking notes throughout the week. I also just shit. <laughs> I was supposed to prepare. I, I I actually do have something prepared. So shall I start while you guys think of your of your stories? So I, I have uh, I have two stories. One is is gaming, and one is okay. gaming adjacent. Okay. okay. Oh well, yeah. So we'll start with the gaming one. The first, some of the first games that I ever played was on very first ever computer that we got and I must have been about five or six so we talk about 1996 1997 oh, shit. and all the games on that were you had to get to them through DOS and I know I was young because I remember spinning around on this computer chair and asking my mom or my dad how do you spell games so I, could, I can't have been in school that long because that's a reasonably oh. easy way to spell so does anyone want to take a guess at what the game was that you got through DOS on an old PC that I might have played at about the age of five or six. Doom. Oh, Doom. Doom. Yes, it was Doom. <laughs> right? Yes, oh, right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, that explains so much about your homicidal tendencies. So one of my first proper forays into gaming was at the age of five or six. Oh, that's playing amazing. Doom in the living room in front of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> when you had to get through it through DOS. And it was amazing. They didn't question it at all. Like, is this suitable for a five-year-old? Not really. No, we didn't really <laughs> care. I'm trying to think what like today's equivalent of that is. Like, what's today's equivalent of Doom for a five-year-old? Like, that you were like, <laughs> I definitely don't want my five-year-old yeah, playing Doom, right? Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite is still a bit cartoonish, right? It doesn't quite. I feel well. I guess so is Doom by by modern standards. But I feel well, like the thing, right. The thing is, like, my son, he he's eight. And he's got his own switch and things like that. And he's got his own laptop. So he plays Blood Bowl as well. He plays it on the computer mm. and he plays it tabletop. And he but he has all sorts of games on his switch and he borrows all mine. So he's been playing Skyrim and things like that. I have an 18. And I'm fine with that because I've played it and stuff like that. But if he came to me and said, I want to play Fortnite, I would lose it and say, you have absolutely no chance. <laughs> and not because of the content of it or anything like that, but more because of the how they try and oh, constantly get you to spend money. Mm. Oh, so microtransaction side of things. Yeah, that's, ah. that's the kind of games I'm trying to avoid for. Yeah. So I don't mind buying DLC and expansion passes. And so, things like so that would would FIFA be another one that you'd say no to? Probably not necessarily say no to, but I certainly wouldn't be looking at wanting to spend a fortune on these packs because it's mm. not like before when you like that you could just buy a team like with Blood Bowl Two. You just said right, okay, I want the lizard team. I go and buy the lizard team. Mm. It's you open these stupid boxes. It's, I don't want my eight-year-old gambling. Yeah. And that's probably the line that I would draw because they make they specifically make these things 
appeal to children. Yeah, you hear so many stories of like kids spending hundreds of thousands of their parents' money. Yes. Accidentally, because they don't realise what they're doing. And there's so many, you, you are completely right, it is becoming such a huge problem and I'm not sure where it is, but I'm pretty sure there are some countries that have like banned those kinds of games or banned loot boxes and things like that because of yeah, like how predatory they are. Gambling. It really is truly akin to gambling and that mm. is the exact kind of games that I would kick up a fuss playing like my parents should have kicked up a fuss about me playing Doom <laughs> at five or six. Would you play Doom with your son? Like if yes. you could get it going. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I've and got what it on do you think he would say if you wanted to play Doom with him? Would he be like, yeah, I'm into it? Or would he be like, mum? No, we'd be uh, get wrecked, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That's actually one of my earliest memories as well, but I was the opposite of you because I was watching my brother play Doom and be terrified, so I'd be like hiding somewhere under the table or behind a chair somewhere and peek out every now and then just to see if he was winning. And then like, <laughs> yeah. go back to, this is so terrifying, there's monsters, they're going to come out and get me. So, power oh. to you. Doom, things like that never scared me, but I mean, I've got so many stories of gaming when I was like, my mum was always into that sort of old type of gaming she loved like pong and hackman and things like that that you plug into the telly one of them got jumped up and down on by my dad but that's a different story completely <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she Is wouldn't stop playing was, like it. raging about the game and losing or was he no it was 36 hours she'd been playing in four she'd been playing <gasps> oh pong on the TV and just going boop 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 nice. boop Boop, and he just got sick of it, jumped on it, threw it out the window. <laughs> oh my god. The consoles were always mine or my sister's. Mm. And every now and then we'd be like, can we bring it downstairs and play on the big TV? My dad would grumble and we'd be like, yes, that's absolutely fine, bring them down. So we'd bring them down, we'd get about 10 minutes off it. And she goes, no, you're doing it wrong. And steal the <laughs> controller off our, out of our hands. And it, I remember watching her doing a Silent Hill playthrough and that was genuinely terrifying. I think I was about nine at the time and she'd make oh us turn off all the lights. But she'd also, she'd want us to sit and play and watch her play. She loved it when we sat there and watched it. She loved having spectators. But yeah, that was, that was a, that was a thing. I used to watch my dad's play video games. There's Lara Croft is one I remember him playing a lot of when I was younger. Oh, yes. Um, and I used to sit behind him on the sofa and he would sit on the floor right in front of me. And I have very, very uh, vivid memories of helping him with puzzles and things and making suggestions. I'm pretty sure like a lot of the time he was just letting me figure it out or letting me make the suggestions and he'd already like figured it out and stuff. He says he didn't, but he, and he actually had my help. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure you didn't figure these out before me. When I was younger, I was really, really bad at finishing video games and large Lara Croft Underworld on PlayStation 3 was the very, very first video game I ever finished. I remember being so proud of myself and I was like 11, oh, 11 or 12. Cool. I was oh, awful. Talking about Lara Croft and things mm -hmm. that scared us, I was so amazing at doing the first level of the first Tomb Raider, but I would never, ever go past level two because there was a bear in that and it terrified me. <gasps> just remember there being a bear and then I remember once I did it, but then I wouldn't do the next level because there's a T-Rex in that level. <gasps> uh, yeah, I 
I um I tried. I remember I used to play um the PS One, and I struggled with the controllers because it was a D pad rather than the analog sticks, which I am now more used to. And I remember I used to get stuck uh, in the very first level. There's like an area you're in a hole, and I could never jump out of the hole because the way she jumps is really strange. So I was just there for like fifteen minutes, just trying to get out of this hole. I'm giving up. I can't do this anymore. But yeah, I remember I used to any boss fights, I'd have to give the controller to my dad. Anytime <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I can't do the boss fights. I can do everything else in the game, but I can't do the boss fights. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. You do it. You do it. I think the T-Rex was one of the first boss fights I actually managed to do on my own. So again, for me, Lara Croft is a really big game for me because I think, I'm pretty sure it came out the same year I was born. So it's like for my entire life, I've just known of Lara Croft and like just the, the games have just been massive. Like that for me is my game. But I do, I do have another video game story which isn't to do with me but it's to do with my mum and it's actually become a tradition in our house because my mum doesn't play video games but the day before I was born she was playing Worms so now every year the night or the day before my my birthday we play Worms oh I used to love Worms that's such a lovely tradition yeah what a cool thing to do with your mum is Do it... you have any stories, Tree? Because we, we've told loads of ours. We, we have, yeah. Yet. <laughs> I yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I don't prepare and now I'm thinking of like loads of things. Like, I'm really worried about dating myself by talking about the games I'm going to talk about. So like the first console I remember us having in, in our house was a Sega Mega Drive. So I've already told you how, you know, I'm old. Um, I also remember having a Sega Mega Drive, don't worry. All right, that makes me feel better, thank you. But yeah, so like my brother's two years older than me and I think that's really important, by the way. I'm curious because I, I realise I don't know like which of you like has siblings, whether they're older and younger, because I think like so much of my gaming inevitably was my brother because that's who you spend a lot of time with. Um, oh, that's yeah. you like your brother. I mean... Well, that's true, that's true. My brother and I actually like, he's a pretty good brother. We've had, of course, like all siblings had like arguments and stuff, but we never like really fell out, fell out. We were always pretty close. So um, he looked up to me. That's he was, wonderful. He was a good um, older brother. But like, yeah, when we got on Mega Drive, we had Altered Beast. And Altered Beast is like one of those old fashioned side scrolling games where like you just sort of move through the levels like just constantly going sort of to the right of the screen um and it had it's like old cartridge games I, I think when I talk about these old cartridge games like to someone who's 20 even know what I'm talking about but these old cartridge games going to the machine hmm. and all of the sort of like blowing quality it of them is quite basic but they'd obviously like tried to record like people speaking onto it and it was just really sort of like grainy and bad quality sound but there was this boss who would say welcome to your doom but it came out like, and like my brother and I still do that joke with each other. Like we are now a lot older, decades have passed, and we'll still say that to each other to like wind each other up. Like, oh, welcome to your room. I'm playing a game. So oh, that's, what oh, that's a really sweet story. That is so nice. I have others. I mean, like, so when I was a, a teenager, again, dating myself, but I remember playing the Resident Evil games and the earlier ones. I had like a group of friends that we would play it together. And I, I loved Resident Evil. I think that might be one of the games I've loved the most, like the first one in two or whatever. But there's absolutely no way I could have done them on my own because I'm like, I love scary stuff. I'm also a wimp about it. I, I was trying to stream uh, Resident Evil, Evil 7. I've given up. I've gotten to a point. Oh, I've gotten to a point, and I was just freaking out and full on screaming on stream. And I was like, I can't do this. Resident, Resident I did good content. 
<laughs> well, this is the thing. That's the thing. Like, this is what we subscribe for. That's the thing. Like before, I have, I've, I've like added jump scare sounds and stuff for my for <laughs> people who are watching to scare me. But it just reached a point in the game where I was like. I'm I'm genuine because I I'd, I'd taken a bit of a break and I came back to it and I am like I'm genuinely terrified I can't I am so stressed right now I physically cannot go any further and I was just like I'm out I can't do it uh, I could do the the newest one like the village the Resident Evil Village I did that one completely fine but seven nah I couldn't go any further I, I think that's like one of the cool things about Twitch though because like my Resident Evil experience was there was like a group of three of us. And it would literally be like, you play it until you're so freaked out you just hand over the controller. Like, we just took turns playing it until we like couldn't handle it anymore. And you'd always sort of got someone to like pass it off to, like, all right, I'm too stressed out, you take a go. Obviously, I play a lot of Blood Bowl, I do that on stream. But like, sometimes I really like that experience of just watching someone else play a game. And I yeah. think it's like, for me, that's like still being the same sort of, I don't know, mental place as when I was a teenager. And it's like, oh, I'm with my friends and we're like all huddled around the TV because that's how you used to do games. It wasn't across the internet. And yeah, it's like what it feels like just watching someone else play games really nice. I absolutely agree. I love it. And it, it's something that, that goes back to my mum. So my, my gaming adjacent story that I had was when I was really little. Do you remember the old Game Boys, the one your thumbs only just reached, reached yeah. buttons? Mm-hmm. Am I da- I'm dating myself as well there, aren't I? <laughs> I <laughs> well, had we the had... old ones. I had the um the the one that was like uh quite wide. Was it the Game Boy uh, the color before that? Before oh, the that one before one. that. The original Game Boy. Original Game Boy. <laughs> but yes, I'm dating myself. Uh, we we had quite a few games for it, and one of the ones we had was Tetris. And has anyone ever got to the end of Tetris on a Game Boy? Yeah, you can go there's, there's a mode where you get to an end, you go levels one to ten and then you finish it. Oh my at god. At the end of that, do you know what you get at the end of that? A rocket takes off. No. You build a rocket on the screen and it takes off. And I loved watching this, but I was only I was so young and there was no way I could get through to to the level 10 of Tetris and complete it. But my mum could. So I would come running to her with the Game Boy going, Mummy, get the rocket, get the rocket, get the rocket. Get the rocket for me and pass me over this Game Boy. And I'd watch this rocket uh, lift off. And I loved it. It was great. And I'd be looking over the shoulder like, no, don't put it there. You're going to, you know, it's wrong. No, it's wrong. I want the rocket. rocket." As as a mum now, though, don't you think that'd be so sweet if your kids came and did that with you? Oh, they do 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 stuff like that. Yeah, they love watching. (laughs) And they've definitely got a love of gaming like me me and and dad do. Oh, are they into Blood Bowl yet? Uh, only the only the oldest but (laughs) the the middle one we put we put all your streams on the on the tv so they all know who who you are except maybe giraffe you stream a bit late for them to be up for (sighs) and my little girl will run around and she's going touchdown and get a (laughs) adorable. that's so cute i because i i I met um your kids the other week and they were also so sweet and it was a surreal experience because it's always strange uh meeting people who you only know online but the way that they reacted to me was really sweet and i never expected anybody to react like that and it was just oh it was so heartwarming and i loved this they're just so cute it's kind of like we put you up on the tv as far as as my son's concerned because he was so excited to meet you all you're (laughs) akin to like the movie stars and the people that he watches in his avengers movies you're on the tv you're famous and he got to meet you and he was so excited about it it was you know that you're famous too now he know yeah he's he watched me on with dizzy nice he's heard about me going on with uh, with giraffe as well okay so so did that did your did that raise you in his esteem a little bit are you now yeah i'm famous 
And mummy, <laughs> mummy's famous, yeah. M- mummy, yeah. that's weird. I can't say it. Mummy, mum. He's got no, a mummy is isn't on our dead team. He has to separate these, you know. I'm one of those as well, though. Yeah, yeah you are my team. Yeah, and mine. Oh, nice. Hellflower is, um, she's a big guy on like every team I've ever had. <laughs> like, and everybody else, too. I was so. a really stupid troll, though. That was unfortunate. <laughs> you should reconsider your life. I feel like we haven't heard Giraffe's origin story yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> the origin story. Oh, my, my game. I actually, I feel like I missed out all of these stories that you're having. I'm, I'm having a little bit of a, of a retrospective jealousy because, well, to an extent, growing up in the era that you've just talked about. But um, as, as a poor Soviet child, uh, any <laughs> possible talk of a Game Boy or PlayStation or any kind of console is completely out of the question. So I, I knew in theory that such things existed, but I've never actually really laid eyes on them. And then when we moved to the U.S., I've, I've heard my friends might have had them, but I've never actually experienced the, ga- the gaming experience. And then I grew up, went to college, went to work. And about six years ago, seven years ago, I was already a working professional, was way too cool for video games. And my boyfriend at the time that I was living with was like, you should play a video game. I bought this really nice computer. I was like, nah, video games, that's lame, right? Board games are where it's at. That's where the cool kids play, right? That was a a very legitimate thing that was going through my head that like video games, very lame. Um, Board games are for the, you know, intellectual thinkers of the time. And then, and the problem is the thing that he recommended was we just went to Steam and looked at what are the top recommended games of all time. And one of them was Mass Effect. So we started playing with Mass Effect. And the hill that I will to this day die on is that Mass Effect is like the greatest game ever invented and is the coolest thing ever is the Mass Effect trilogy. So, But what about Andromeda? That's never happened. Of course. (laughs) What what am I talking about? What's Andromeda? What we decided. Yeah, what's that? What are you talking about? I don't know. Have you guys played it? So one of the first games that I played online with Techno was Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Oh, yeah. They had the multiplayer version, right? So you had the squad of four and you've got waves and waves and waves and the big women thing that scream at you. Yeah, the banshees, I, I guess. The yeah. Ba- yeah, banshees. They they uh, they will haunt my dreams forever. And <laughs> yeah. a sidebar on that, do you know what the message tone Techno has for me on his phone is a banshee screaming. Is it? Oh, you guys have the most romantic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I really love it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was, that was the first game that we played online together and we had so much fun like uh tree was saying how she's got the the little phrase that she's got with her brother we've got a lot of little phrases from that because i was constantly mm. mishearing some of these go around the set for katunka and then yeah no I, I have a lot of friends who also really like mass effect so we do we do bond over some of the stories and i've definitely played on story mode you know fighting and, and shooting things was not the goal but the idea of you know be, becoming friends with all these aliens and like romancing everybody i could because i have to have the alien sex sorry um but i do <laughs> characters it was fantastic um sorry spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played um you can you can do all sorts of funky things with aliens but romantically and wonderfully and it's it's a very warm-hearted alien story (laughs) what one memory about mass effect that sticks out at the moment was actually watching techno do a run-through of andromeda and it's mm-hmm. where the hero, so he played the, the male hero, obviously, because he's a man, uh, doing that stupid little dance in that nightclub where he's just like, like he's from the 70s or something. It's just written with so much love. 
at least the earlier versions, I can't say too much about Andromeda, but it certainly makes you feel warm and fuzzy. But the problem is, if you start from that, you have a really hard time going further. So I feel like I should have I should have started like at a lower level instead of at the pinnacle of all video game creation. So I was a little disappointed from that. But I also, um, around that same time, I ran through all the things that are, I guess, considered classics in certain um, in certain groups now. So I did Portal and Portal 2 and I don't know, what else is... What are what are big video games? I'm sure I did them all in like one one quick burst. Oh, I would know without going through my Steam library. I know. Yeah, let's everybody <laughs> compare Steam libraries. Oh, let, let's not because I'm actually mostly a console gamer, not a PC gamer. <gasps> I'm so sorry, ladies. You yes, can't I say am. that in Blood Bowl circles. People get very angry. <laughs> Oh, I mean, no. before before Blood Bowl, I was much more of a console gamer, and it wasn't until like I was seriously streaming Blood Bowl that I considered getting a proper PC. Like I was heavily a PS4 girl, and like, <gasps> well, I I grew up with all the PlayStations, so like I say, so I remember. I, but even I understand the majesty of the <laughs> Xbox when it came to me. <laughs> See, no, I just, heard about. I just never could. I just never could. I like PS1, Lara Croft, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. They were all games that I had in my childhood. My very, very, very first video game was Crash Bandicoot 3 Warp. Do you, but, have, do you have the remastered version? Oh, God, yes. Spyro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I got the new Crash game as well because Day, Day Day's uh, favorite that. series is the Crash Bandicoot series. So, um, yeah, I got him the Crash 4 and I streamed it as well. My, I still started streaming through my playstation yeah it was it, it was techno that got me into actually being on the pc and doing because we, we started properly with like mass effect hell yeah doing the multiplayer <laughs> uh but like it'll always be for me it will always be nintendo that's understandable like N- nintendo was a big part of growing up as well like yeah my favorite mario kart was double dash on the gamecube yes it's because because you can play with two people in one car so you can you can, like team up yeah yeah so <laughs> oh right like okay mario kart doordash is one of the best mario karts ever because you have somebody driving and then somebody sitting on the back throwing your items but not only oh, can they do that they can then punch other drivers <laughs> If you get close enough to them, if you get close enough to them and press the shoulder buttons, they can reach out and hit if they don't have an item in their hands. I do. It's like bobsled. um... Wait, do you hit all the people in bobsled? I thought you went down that alone. (laughs) (laughs) The way that I imagine it, right? (laughs) Reaching out, knocking people out. That's right. So so do, do we just let all the bobsleds go at once? Oh, that would be amazing. This is going to make the Winter Olympics really interesting. <laughs> Fight it out. Have some challenges as well. But yeah, I'm waiting for the remake of, of, of Mario Kart Double Dash Nintendo. Need to make it happen. We, I've got both the, the Spyro and the Crash remaster because, again, the, those are games that I used to play when I had my PlayStations. And my son's playing them through on my PlayStation. And I'm sat there with my laptop playing Storybook Brawl, like the hardcore gamer that I am. <laughs> I'm watching him get to bits and I'm like, oh, this is where I used to keep dying. And then he turns around and goes, Mom, help! (laughs) (laughs) Giraffe, have you played Storybook Brawl yet? I have not. It doesn't quite appeal to me, which I know that I should just start and then I'll get addicted like everybody else. No, don't, for that reason. (laughs) 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 There's only so much time. I gotta get good at Blood Bowl first, right? Like, that's current minor life goal is get good at Blood Bowl. And then after that, you know, we'll consider things. I, find I feel like you're getting pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I am much better at playing tabletop than I am playing the PC game. 
See, I found the other way around because I found that when I'm going to tournaments at the moment, I'm really struggling. And I think it's either because it's tabletop and I the new rule set, or it's because I'm not used to playing, because I'm playing Dark Elves on tabletop at the moment and I've not played Dark Elves in a long time. So I feel like that also might be contributing to me not doing so well. How did everybody find Blood Bowl as, as a game, whether it's tabletop or on the computer? How did everybody find themselves into this game? For me, it was a COVID discovery, I suppose. Um, I've actually never even watched Twitch before. And I think a few friends of mine were like, we should do something online because nobody can see each other anymore. And we like playing games. Um, I want to try this Blood Bowl thingamabob. And so, and I was like, nah, I hate it. It looks really terrible. So they played a couple of seasons of a private league without me. And then I got bored and <laughs> and decided to try it. And now I, most of them don't play anymore. Only a couple of friends do. But I'm like, I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Now I'm like, everybody, let's go play ball. <laughs> we should talk about it. So so there's definitely a, oh, I'm stuck at home. I should find Hang things on. to do. During. I'm like, I have this idea of you, Giraffe, as having followed Andy Davo for a really long time because he has yeah. your remotes. But like I had in my head that you must have been following him for ages. Well, actually, uh, so yeah, Andy and I like know each other off stream a little bit as well. So, right. but I do pop up in his streams a lot and, and do random tech support. So I feel like that makes me seem a lot more ubiquitous than maybe I am. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I, that I stream wouldn't work support. without you. So <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. He owes me everything. I think that's uh that's a little bit of a, of a myth perpetuated by chat and also by him and I'm not sure exactly how he benefits <laughs> from that but sure I'll take it I mean he perpetuates a lot of myth and comes <laughs> up with his own as well like the whole day day getting shipped around the world was him alone <laughs> and he's then still was... waiting. he's not arrived yet <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's waiting for their Day-Day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from or why he suddenly started it, but all of a sudden, Day-Day's getting shipped everywhere and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he once just like, just ran in a stream was like, oh, Tree, I've always had the impression that you're like out drunk at 2am every morning. I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I've been out once since COVID started, which was this weekend. And now everybody knows Tree's yeah. that party streamer. Right. <laughs> yeah, party streamer. That's not going to mislead anyone. Tree, how did you get into the bowl? Um, so like Blood Bowl specifically was my brother got some minis. So again, older brother got some minis and had it when we were teenagers. We didn't play it loads, to be honest with you, as teenagers. Like we had it in the house and it was like a thing. And so I remember sort of like messing around with the minis and stuff, but I never was like super, super, I don't know. We never really like played. I don't think we played whole games very much, if at all, because mm. you know, Blood Bowl, it's actually kind of a big time commitment. So when the 2016 edition came out, I had some friends in... London, one friend in particular who plays in Rebel, and he, I guess, I don't know if he was playing in Rebel at the time, but anyway, he plays in Rebel now. But he was like, just like really eager to like get on this game, get some friends together, get everyone to play. And so he got a, a motley group of us together and made this little league of like, gosh, was it six or eight people the first season we had? Just like a little friends league. And that was fun. So we had like two seasons of that. At some point, he got me like curious about Rebel. And so I just checked it out and I played in Rebel for a little bit, but it was really like, I think the same as some of you guys, like when lockdown happened, I was bored and lonely a lot. And so I was like streaming, that's a thing. Maybe I'd started streaming a tiny bit before lockdown. I really can't remember anymore. Definitely the pandemic like massively <laughs> intensified how much I play and made it like a thing that I do online and stream. Yeah, I found that as well. I, I was introduced to it because Dede was working in a gaming shop and he was running a league. I would 
go after university i'd go to the shop and get some food and i'd be sitting there bored because he'd be playing on match and you know how long it would take i eventually just went okay i can either keep coming here and sit here bored not knowing what the hell is going on or i can like actually try and learn it so i downloaded it on the playstation and went through the campaign but then did more tabletop and then um entered a league but then so i started about march and then in december time i noticed i was getting really really like salty i was like getting super super salty at the game constantly blaming dice doing the you know oh it never goes my way that kind of thing and i was like okay i'm in my final year of university i'm on placement i'm trying to play blood bowl a blood bowl league I should probably cut something out. And the only thing I can cut out is Blood Bowl. So I took a bit of a break and then went to a Two Drunk Flings tournament, which is uh, where I, them, and, and how I kind of ended up joining them. And they convinced me to start back up again and play Halflings because I'd finished uni at this point and so got back into it. And then I started streaming. I wasn't streaming any Blood Bowl whatsoever. I was doing PlayStation games. I played like The Last of Us. I did Star Wars. I did Crash Bandicoot. I was all these other games and then got a laptop and uh, i knew a friend of mine um was streaming our league games and there are a lot of games going on and more and more people were joining so i was like i'll help out and also stream these games so i was just casting i was just casting other people's games and my own games and then i was gaining more and more like viewers and then in january of this year i got affiliate and i just became a blood Bowl streamer and it's just like 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 you tree i've just found myself playing so much blood Bowl recently and i don't know how i don't know how i've managed to I've, how i've started playing this much blood Bowl, but i have and it's a bit of a it's shock definitely a thing that takes over so like i don't know how i've just completely when i was i'm now thinking like what did they just say because I, I missed a sort of quite big step in my like story just then which is that when i moved city to where i'm living now i joined a local tabletop league just because it was like i need to find new ways to make friends i've just moved to a new city mm-hmm. and I was like one of a bunch of things that I did. Um, you know, I also joined like a community choir and did some other stuff. But like, so actually tabletop was was quite like nothing like the amount of games you play when you play online. But that was like a sort of part of my life as well. And like giraffe, like I was, I've sort of been a tabletop gamer quite a lot. Like I have friends who play all sorts of games that aren't Blood Bowl. And I really like tabletop like, um, board gaming. Not like, other, when I say tabletop, I mean like board games, not like. That's yeah, what all kids do, right? Not, none of that. <laughs> right. Video exactly. What intellectuals do. <laughs> That's exactly. right. And to be honest, like online Blood Bowl at the beginning, I didn't really like it because it just felt especially when you like went into CCL or whatever, it just felt like, okay, there's someone I'm not talking to who, if they say anything, might say something really hostile. It's it's a very different beast. I think the the biggest difference between tabletop and, and, and online is tabletop you're face to face you've got that social aspect mm. of it whereas online you can just play game after game after game after game after game after game after game and that's and i think like like you say they can be hostile because you're playing so many games so it's more often it's more likely to go wrong for you if that makes sense yeah and just like you know when i joined the tabletop league when i first moved to brighton it was like cool i'm going to sit down with a real person we'll have a joke and a laugh about this stupid game moving elves and orcs around and at the end like whether i've won or lost i've had a nice time yeah um whereas like if you take that away completely then you sort of first of all you, you have to get more competitive about it because otherwise why are you doing it mm. um and and secondly like it's just it's just not the same 
And that was why I think as well, like when I started streaming, I was like, oh, this is much nicer because it's like, it's more like playing a game of tabletop. I'm going to yeah. talk to someone, even if it's not the person I'm playing against, I'm talking to someone when I'm playing. Yeah. And you can, yeah. you can have that laughing and joke about it, about doing silly things and, you yeah. know, oh, I'm going to pl- throw a halfling or uh, people. Throw a halfling are... into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And people <laughs> are there to witness the fun things happening when you're playing tabletop. You don't necessarily get that. Like it's you and the other person, but you can't capture it as well. It's a bit harder to kind of see what's going on than, you know, clipping something on Twitch. What about you, Collie? I got into Bloodbot. So we've always watched Crendor's leaks on YouTube. Uh, so Techno was always into uh, Total Biscuit and Total Biscuit played with Crendor. We watched the leagues and we continued to watch it while Total Biscuit's in it. And Crendor was in it and stripping. The most romantic and all those things people. together. I love it. We do the most romantic <laughs> things together. And then obviously, eventually we lost TB. But Crendor still carried on and we carried on watching it. And then I think it was about last October, Techno came to me and he's like, there's... Um, a new set of the Blood Bowl rules in a new box and it's really pretty and we should we should get it. And I'm like, no, no, we shouldn't get that. Because then you've got to buy more teams. Why don't we just buy it on Steam and be done with it and we could play with it? And we got all the teams, we've got everything we want. And then we're like, oh, all right then. Off he went. And then I hatched this plan. He's like, right, I know what he wants for Christmas. Oh, I love so it. I got him the Blood Bowl 2020 box for Christmas and he had absolutely no idea. So he absolutely loves building the models and painting the models. He loves playing the games well, but that's his absolute favourite part is building them and painting them. Oh, that's so sweet. I hate that. I think that's for nerds. <laughs> it's boring <clears throat> so we make we make the perfect team really so i buy him the models of the teams that i want he builds them paints them and i get these beautiful models back <laughs> and so that was that was last christmas and then we bought the we bought it on steam when it was on sale i think in the christmas sale or whenever it was uh we made a league with my brother-in-law uh we diced the hell out of him and he never came back nice. oh well, that's nice. I was gonna say expand the community. Oh wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, he, he's not. He's not come back because uh, we we had a little tournament and I killed his ogre first block turn one. Nice. Oh dear. So yeah, that was it. He's, he's been tilted ever since. It's, it's, it's nowhere near as, as interesting of a, of a story for, for us as it as it is for you guys. So and then we've pretty much been in lockdown ever since. So and then we techno found Andy's videos on YouTube and he's like, oh, well, we'll put him on when he comes on Twitch. And we kind of just ballooned out from there and we found the rest of you. So now you just have Blood Bowl on all the time? It's pretty much, yeah. (laughs) I think I really love Twitch. I don't like watching YouTube videos, partly because of all the stupid ads that you get and partly because I'm looking Mm. at it and I want to say something to the person who's talking to me. But then I'm going to leave a comment and it gets lost in all the abuse. Mm -hmm. You you don't go to the comment section on the internet. You just, you don't do that. But then when you come on Twitch and you can start interacting with streamers and you can go into the small streams, you can go into the big streams but you can still interact with the chat and you can talk about what's going on exactly as it's happening and I love Twitch for that and you that community spirit is mostly what I go to Twitch for as opposed to the content except for your three streams and they're completely for the content obviously I think it's like it's really like true isn't it like because in the end it's a bit weird but like I haven't actually met any of you in person no. and yeah I still feel like you're my friends because Aww. we've hung out on the internet and that's like kind of what Twitch does as well. Like it yeah. sort of helps you. You literally I, make friendships, don't you? I was I was telling I was telling my sisters that I was you know do, I was doing this um, with you guys, and I called you like cauliflower, misspelled tree, and giraffe, <laughs> and they were like, "Who are they? What are their names?" And I was like, uh, <laughs> um, 
I don't, because I don't, like, there's a lot of people, I don't know their actual names, but I know them by their Twitch handle. It's like, exactly. why, is that a, why is that a bad way of knowing you? Because, like, Day Day, everyone calls him Day Day. His family have called him Day Day for years. He got his nickname because his sister couldn't pronounce his actual name. Um, and so he's just gone by that for years and years and years. But he started calling me Dizzy in real life now. And he's, he catches himself and he's like, why am I calling you that? And it's really funny. But, like... I'm like, I love I love that I've got like a second name in a way and I love that I know you guys that and I do feel like I know you in a way, but I and and it's amazing when I get to put a face to 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 somebody who who I just know as like a Twitch name in a in a chat because you see you see the you see the comments and you see the the chat and you can kind of get a voice, but then when you meet them and you per, in person you go yeah, yeah, no, that that you you match up with how I kind of like envisioned you almost. <laughs> Definitely is, is it? Because you actually get the personality out of people because you have a conversation with them. You don't just leave one comment and come back and there might be other things said to it. It might have been buried. So, and you do get to know everybody that's in your chat, and you get to mm. know the streamers quite well. Yeah, I feel like I I have a pretty good sense. Of, well, I've, uh, clearly Andy's chat is the one where I spend most of my time. So I feel like the majority of the regulars there, are like you know, I, I know my cauliflower and Santa. Uh, and you know all, all the folks are there all the time and i just think of them as that they might not have a face but i i, I guess when i think of them i kind of picture the role of the scrolling text going down yeah. in chat yeah. sounds like you know it's imagining with a big white bushy beard yeah absolutely and with the ho 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 sound you know <laughs> figuring out how to do those sounds was the best day of my life and like <laughs> coming up with different sounds for different people I still don't know what sound a cauliflower makes. Yeah, we need to figure out a sound for you. Um, we need to figure out what's what entry sound you can have because, like, but it will never top what tree's entry sound is in your chat, Dizzy. Oh, I know. That was so funny today. That I think was, it was the first you, time you played did... it, and it was like I came in and typed something, and there was a delay, and so like I, I said, something. I said, "Oh, hi, tree!" And just as I finished saying that, it went, "I'm no, I'm not a tree," and I was like, oh, <laughs> it was just. I don't think anybody clipped it, so I'm going to have to go back and, and get a clip of that and just stick it on YouTube because that was just Amazing. perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, I have a, I have a hard time because I was trying to, when we were just thinking this up with Andy, um, and he's like, oh, what do you want? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure what sound, like what sound does what a giraffe make? Yeah, it's not very identifiable, so I don't even remember. I guess we went with the ball safe because, oh my god, do I need to remember that when I play Bubble? So, <laughs> well, now that's the sound for when he comes into my chat, but like sometimes people will spam it in chat, so I'm not sure if someone's spamming it and actually asking me if the ball's safe or <laughs> if it's just Andy popping into the chat. It's like, oh, it's Andy. It's not uh, someone asking me because I'm like, the ball is very safe. Why are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what mine, what mine could even be. We'll come up with something. We could, we'll, yeah, we will come something up very healthy and wholesome. I'll get Chris to sing something for me. Do it. Wait, Chris sings. Chris. Yeah, so I've got a dizzy Chris command sings. in my in my chat. Yes. Because so oh, that's yeah, that's Chris. That's Chris Frosten singing. No. Yeah. Yes. No. I asked him to send yes. me an audio clip, and he did. I had no idea. That's that's not what I pictured him singing like at all. Yeah, because now nice you little... told me that, I can absolutely hear that it is Chris. <laughs> can? It's because every yeah. time, every time he would enter chat, he would try and type out the song. So I'm like, just send me the audio clip of you singing. And he did. And so um, I have the Dizzy command. And then when he comes in, it also plays the, the sound clip. It's got a nice baritone on him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, we know that Tree's favourite games are the Resident Evil games. I'm uh, Giraffe's favourite games are the Mass Effect games. True. What's your favourite game series, Dizzy? I think I'm going to have to go with the Spyro games. Oh, it's a good choice. We had the second and the third one. I don't think we ever had the first one when I was younger, which, ironically, we also had the second and the third one of Crash Bandicoot. But yeah, I just have vivid memories of the second spyro game playing that one uh with like all the gems and things and the different levels and the ice skating and the ice hockey and all those different things yeah i just it makes me smile every time and i i could happily just sit there playing spyro for hours and hours on end so yeah i'd I'd have to say the spyro series and i am like hoping that they are they've been hinting and teasing a spyro 4 in the crash 4 stuff because oh that would be awesome god damn it they've done a crash 4 we deserve a spyro 4 (laughs) i I did i loved both crash and spyro when i was younger yeah I'm now fe- like as you're talking about all of these games, I've been furiously googling them, and I was like, "Oh, that, that looks like fun. I wish I, I wish I did that. That looks very entertaining." <laughs> definitely, I definitely recommend getting the remakes of the of the Spyro games. Um, I yes. mean, to be fair, the originals they still hold up pretty well because I have the originals um, on my PlayStation Three, so I can still play the original games. And like, I've I've gone back to them, and I'm like, that actually they actually hold up pretty well compared to some games. Um, and... Oh my god, yeah, I got the remake of Final Fantasy X. I was never really that big into Final Fantasy. There's only two that I've played. I've played 10 and uh, 13. And I was expecting it to be a proper remake, but it wasn't. It was just a port. And the graphics are awful. And mm. the controls are awful. And the voice acting is even worse than all of that combined. I was really disappointed because I quite enjoyed that when I was when it was on PlayStation 2. I had... I've only ever played one Final Fantasy game, which was Final Fantasy VII, which I think did end up being one of the sort of famous ones. Oh, it's the um, most famous. Like, it is the most famous. famous. They've they've they're just doing the remaster, the remake now, and oh my god, the remake oh, is amazing. Because okay. so so what they've done, they've not just remade the game; they have expanded it. So they've <laughs> only really released the first half of it, and the first half of it is exploring the city even further than they do in in the original. Oh, and then they've got the second game coming out. I don't know when. I can't remember when they said the release for the second one is. If they've even announced it but yeah that's gonna be coming out and i'm just like i've played some of the first one i haven't well obviously i haven't played any of the second one yet on like three discs back then like on the playstation you had to like finish the disc and take it out and put it in <laughs> yeah i i had a game like that on the playstation it, it was very much like a final fantasy but it was called kadelka okay yes yeah, so it was very, you it was um it was like sort of horror based so you were going around at like, this mm. haunted house and i don't ever think i got past disc one because i had no memory card oh no so I could only get as far as I could get. Oh, no, no memory card. Oh my god. Oh, I, Dizzy might not understand that plight. I do. <laughs> I, I, we did have like a PlayStation One and PlayStation Two, and like having to switch over the discs and stuff. It just, I, I never played those games as such. But we had, was it Simpsons Pit and, and Run? Yeah. <gasps> and we would get, we would get stuck stop and come off it but we never pl- we always forget to plug the memory card in so every time we came back to it we played the beginning of that game so many times i remember when i didn't have a a memory card for my gamecube and i just got so my my favorite ever game series will always be and nothing will ever dethrone it the the legend of zelda oh forever yeah. and ever and ever respect uh, 
Yeah, I've I've owned every single one on its original console. I am such a huge fan. <laughs> and I know all the lore and oh it's amazing. But I remember I got the collector's edition and it was Zelda 1, Zelda 2, something else and the Wind Majora's Mask and the Wind Waker. Oh, Ocarina and... of Time. I've got the exact same collection. Yeah, I've still got that. I've given away everything for my GameCube and my Wii, except that game. I've kept that. But I'd never managed to play Majora's Mask because I could never get the expansion pack for my N64. So when I got it on this, it was the first time I could play Majora's Mask. But I didn't have a memory card at the time for my GameCube. And I used to have to secretly try and leave my GameCube switched on so as not to lose where I was in this game because I just wouldn't turn it off for days. And, then, and we had, we had, it was quite an old house and it never had central heating and my dad was installing central heating. So we got the boiler installed and then he was going around putting radiators on the wall and my bedroom was in the attic. Uh, he, was drilling, <laughs> he was drilling yeah. into the wall to put the, the things on, to hang the radiator on. And he drilled straight through the power cable to my bedroom. And I lost like seven or eight days of progress on that game. I think I was at the Water Temple as Azora. And uh, I heard this giant bang. I watched my dad fall over. And the first thing I did was run up to my room to see if my GameCube was okay. He was fine. I just want to point out to anybody listening that he was genuinely fine. He just kind of shocked himself. Figuratively shocked himself, not actually shocked himself. What about your anger? I I, was, I wasn't angry. I was just oh. disappointed. <laughs> I was absolutely devastated. No, I was. I was so upset. I was practically in tears. But I couldn't show my parents because they would be so mad if I'd left the game, the GameCube running for eight mm. days solid. <laughs> oh my god, how hot was it? You know how like consoles get really hot. I just imagine it being like. I don't know. I never touched it, but I had such a massive bedroom. Yeah, I had the hot because it, it was the attic. It was the whole top floor of the house, so it was huge. So any heat just kind of dissipated. And so it, was it all kept you warm. Really I, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, leaving on, yeah. on radiators and bills. Don't worry about it. Yeah, be <laughs> fine. I was so I college actually. It was very cold in my college dorm room, and but my laptop overheated, so I literally slept with my laptop, and it worked out <laughs> Oh, in, in a flat that my sister used to have, the heating broke, and the landlord wouldn't even give her any like electric heaters or anything like that. So we used to go into the kitchen, turn all the burners on on the gas stove, and heat the kitchen up, but it would only be hot to from oh down God. to where the top of the stove was. If you went any lower, it was freezing again. So you couldn't then have to go any cupboards or anything. And then I came up with this amazing idea. So let's turn the oven on and open the door as well. Oh and then the bottom of the room got warm. Oh my God. And you're still here to tell us this tale. <laughs> it was an electric oven. It's fine. It wasn't a gas oven. We didn't, leave, we didn't leave this going. We'd go in there, turn it on, get warm, wrap up in blankets and then go out back into the living room. Explosion. No, there was no explosion. Don't worry. I don't put buttered toast back in the toaster. <laughs> what kind of maniac could possibly do that? There, no is, there is no one on this earth that is stupid enough to do that. Right? Right? Definitely not. <laughs> I actually, is this an Andy story? I don't know who this yeah. is. Yeah. It's really yeah. silly <laughs> that no sane person would do. <laughs> and then Andy's done it. Oh, we've done it. <laughs> but see how I knew it was an Andy story. Because <laughs> <laughs> it involved food. <laughs> on that, like that memory card thing, Collie, I relate to it so hard because they used to be so expensive. They like were, you had were, to get yeah, your yeah. console, you had to get controllers, you had to get the game, you had to get like a memory card on top of memory cards. So it's like, oh, extra thing. Like, at the time, they were only like 10 pounds, but 10 pounds 
back then was a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of pocket money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, a place made me think of like, again, like experiences I don't know if experienced anymore. But so like, I'm half Italian. This actually came up on my stream earlier. And when we were kids, we'd go to Italy every summer, basically, to oh, where my dad's yeah. from. My dad's from like a small village, but it has a swimming pool in the village. And the swimming pool would always have one arcade machine um, next to it. And that like would change every summer. And so like every summer, part of our experience of going to my dad's village is that my brother and I would end up playing on this arcade machine. I was really short. I'm, I'm tall now, which is weird, but like I was really short as a kid too. So I have this image in my head of like what it must have looked like to everyone else, my brother and then me down there. We do that every summer. And then like there was just one summer where we were like, because my parents would give us not that much money, like a bit of change to play on the arcade machine. And there was one summer where we were like, we're going to be really disciplined. We're not going to play this like every day. We're just going to save the money that my mum and my dad give us. And we're going to do it all in one day so we can go as far oh as we God. can. <laughs> and we were just at this arcade machine for like, probably it wasn't even that long in like the time that you sort of, because you know when you're a kid, like time goes forever. Mm. Um, So probably it was like an hour and a half or something, but it just felt like we were at this machine for like a whole afternoon going into the evening or whatever and i can't remember what the game was anymore we did we did actually eventually beat it which was amazing oh awesome i just went like ignoring at the end beating so, an arcade machine yeah, yeah. Like, i i i actually didn't go back to majora's mask for a long time i can imagine like what yeah. when you lose that kind of progress you kind of go i don't want to touch that at the, i don't want to yeah, go back and I do was, the beginning Oh I my was god! Too heartbroken to go back and do it, and it took a lot of years for me to do it again. And by the time I was ready to, I, I got over my horror and the trauma. I was, I think I was in college. And I was no longer in the attic. I was in the small bedroom. And I had a well, high sleeper bed. And underneath it, I had a little CRT TV. And my Wii plugged into it. Because we were, we were at the Wii stage of, of, of gaming at that point. But they still read GameCube discs. So I had my GameCube controller plugged into it. And I had it on. And I would stay up until ridiculous times at night playing this. And I had a, game, I had a memory card this time. So I could save the game. Nice. So that was amazing. But for some reason, I'd, I'd got hooked on this one band. I got hooked on Breaking Benjamin. And they'd had a new album out and does anyone else remember burning cds yes yeah yeah so i burnt the cd i put it on my hi-fi because this was still back in the days of hi-fis and sidebar on that one my very first cd this hi-fi that was really up at this point was peter andre kiss the girl oh awesome. <laughs> so, and so i had this album and it didn't have a shuffle button but i don't like listening to albums in order i like to i like them to shuffle so i would write myself this sequence out and then put it on so it would feel like it was shuffling so because you could program it to play specific tracks in order that sounds stupid doesn't it so uh, but then i would do that and i put it on repeat so i would sit there and play a game with this one cd on shuffle and listen to it over and over again while we were while i was playing it so i played majora's mask and i remember i got back to the water temple finally i'm back to where i was and every time and it's just this one cd on repeat so i still listen to that track every now and then i've got it on my on my deezer now these are in spotify because that's the new way to listen to music you young kids come up with all the cool things And now, anytime, anytime I hear a song off that album, all I can see is the Water Temple as Azora from Majora's Mask, and it's oh, it's great. Always makes me smile. I I have a similar thing with um, Abba and Pokemon, because um, <laughs> my connection. <laughs> I know, I know, because I I I just have this memory of I used to have like a bunk bed, and uh, but it was it wasn't like two beds; it was a bed and a sofa, which could then the sofa. Yeah could be turned into a double bed. I just have this memory of sitting on my 
my little sofa with my Game Boy Advance playing Pokemon Sapphire and listening to ABBA's Arrival over and over and over again. And <laughs> I don't know why I would listen to that CD, that particular CD over and over again, but I did. And I played Pokemon at the same time. So now if I hear those songs, I just think about Pokemon. Or if I'm playing Pokemon, I start hearing like singing you songs, in my, songs in my head. Yeah. Draft, do you have any songs that trigger I, any memories? It's you funny because they're... Memories, just any memories. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how we have these like very strong associations because everybody's had that CD or multiple CDs. Mine mostly... <laughs> so my games, once again, I, I go back to my poor broken childhood of my gaming was AOL. Um, AOL. No, AOL. That was the extent of games I had, you see. Um, broke child. <laughs> no consoles. But I do remember these. So, so what I did is I went into chat rooms and talked to people, which is, in retrospect, sounds really sad. But I thought it was loads of fun. And we talked chat about... Rooms. When the internet chat first came rooms. out, they were amazing. That was so exciting. Yeah, they, were, they were so sure much fun. So much fun. It was, it was actually... Uh, yeah, it, it was it was an activity, though. It wasn't a... Mm. Like, I got home and I did my homework because I was a very good student. And then the fun... you get to do is go on aim or aol and then also they had what, msn messages. messenger were you all, did you have msn i i did not have msn but i had um aol and some messenger which is pretty good <laughs> and and chat to my friends or people i met on the internet which in retrospect now is actually terrifying because those yeah. people could have been anything but we mostly talked about like existential problems of life or i i don't even remember it was probably like something really silly but <laughs> um now that i think about it it's good that i wasn't like kidnapped by by crazy like child crazy people it was such a different time because i i used to go on on chat rooms as well like when i was when i was younger and just chat to people it was just just, you were literally just chatting and it never felt malicious no one ever asked me any probing questions beyond asl well you don't know right because Mm. back then i thought this was all normal and and you know i didn't have stranger danger quite as as ingrained in me as i do now so i just took everything at face value somebody i mean asl sure that was that was a thing uh but it was mostly a bunch of 11 year olds right so we were it was though, wasn't it? It, it, yeah. like, it genuinely was, I'm we, sure there was some weird, creepy people out there, but th- like people would just chat to me. Nobody, I was never groomed or anything like that. Nobody ever tried to ask me for weird and compromising. I mean, I, I know of, yes. That's right. I mean, I wasn't chat rooms, but Club Penguin was what <gasps> yeah, I grew up with. But then that did get shut down for grooming and stuff like that. But I remember at school, like, we'd go, I remember just walking. <laughs> walking up to my friends and going like you're going on i can't remember like iceberg later because that was the server that we would always meet on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah go on go meet you on iceberg at five o'clock after our tea or whatever like all the cool kids do yeah exactly yeah. actually oh the other thing that i did a lot of so this is you know fast forwarding 20 years or so the, the first board gaming on the internet experiences that i've had was in the not like so so one I, I hate to say one nice thing that came out of covid but it's sort of kind of worked out that way is that it brought together this like resurgence insurgence of online board gaming because mm-hmm. everybody's stuck at home people s- still want to play board games so a lot of like tabletop simulator a lot of other websites board game arena all of that became really popular got a lot of development a lot of games are online now um but you know 10 years before that there wasn't very much out there yeah. um so one of the first online clients i don't know if you guys have ever played brett spielwelt bsw no. so this is uh this is remarkable it is a german client that's been around for 20 years maybe more more and is still magically around but it was one of the first ways to play a board games with somebody over the internet in real time mm-hmm. and board games are super popular in Germany so it was developed there and it pretended like it had an English translation to it and, and partially 
it did, but only partially. Um, so, but everybody who wanted to play board games, and I got introduced by a friend that I had in California while I was living on the East Coast. Um, and he said, just download this and then learn a couple of magical German phrases in order to get in and be able to play. Um, and that's how I know how to say, may I? And that's, that's the polite thing to do in order to sit down and join a game with strangers. And so I have these memories of playing these CDs and playing a bunch of board games with internet, German internet strangers who don't, German and Greek, um, who don't, didn't really speak English, but we had these like set phrases in German and English where we would, you know, get the, the points across. But it was, it was lovely. And it's still, around. So BSW, BrechBioL.com, I just want to plug them for how both amazing they are and how still untranslated their client is, <laughs> even supposedly in English, um, because I've tried playing it recently and it's it's a hilarious mess, but also like they've certainly started the trend of playing board games over the internet. So good job. Good job. I love that. Like, I, I love, love that, that as an idea as well. Like, I know it's sort of corny, but like just those are strange on the internet, but in a different country, you couldn't even speak their language but there was a thing that you could do together that made you both happy yeah but we really like you know random you know t2 which is a fantastic board and you want to play it and you just sit there for hours and hours <laughs> I, I think i think what i've learned tonight from this is that practically everybody has a story that brings a smile to their face about games in general like even if you don't like there's so many different kinds of games aren't there there's obviously like your general categories of like table card and board games but then there's like mobile phone games and there's like you know family games and kids yeah. games and things like that and like doom. Uh, kids games like doom yeah yeah i do exactly <laughs> and everyone's played some form of game at some point in their life i don't think there's you know as kids you play to learn and about life and stuff so everybody's played some form of game at some point and i think it's just like it's really cool when you know people of similar interests come together and like you say i think it's, it's always, it, it does it does bring a lot of people together like the, there's four of us in here right now and i probably would have never met any of you was it not for gaming and i'm sure that there's actually quite a few people out there that are in the same situation people that might they might play call of duty online and shout get wreck nerd every night <laughs> they've probably met someone and played with them online especially over the past 18 months yeah and they've got something of a connection with them like i the, I, I was just thinking about it the other day the amount of people i have met through blood bowl like and if i had decided you know all those years ago now nah, I, I can't be bothered to learn this game i will just sit here and be bored or i, I will just find something else to do or i, I don't want can't bother to like come back and i like you say i i wouldn't be sitting here with you guys i wouldn't have met andy or i wouldn't be going to football tournaments i wouldn't be part of the two drunk flings there's just so many things that have happened because of this game and it's just crazy to me to think of how how different my life would be if, if things wasn't much like you to see my my story of how i got into like blood bowl and tabletop is i was taking an interest in what my uh, significant other was doing at the time mm. like prior to being anywhere near techno i i had absolutely no interest in warhammer or, or anything like that they were um a bunch of sweaty men in a shop with questionable hygiene and it's because i wanted to actively take a, an interest in something that interested him like you actively took an interest in something that interested day day yeah and that you found actually no this isn't this isn't as uh, as nerdish or maybe i am as as nerdy as, as that and it kind of spirals from there doesn't it yeah and i think um that goes into a topic that i think we could we should probably say for 
for a different podcast because I think of how long we could talk about, but we could briefly touch okay. on like the gender side of, of Warhammer, of war games, and like how, you know, how like it is more geared towards men. And there was that article a couple of months ago on the Bloodborne community about why women aren't in war gaming. And it's really, in, it's a really interesting topic. And then, like I say, I think we should save it for a different podcast. I think you could tease that as episode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the second that episode. We'll talk, we'll talk, that'll be our second episode. But yeah, it, there was some interesting things that were raised by people. And I tell you what was also interesting. I shared that exact same article in, I run a Facebook group uh, for women and non-binary folks who play Blood Bowl. And I post, posted the exact same article in that. It was so interesting to see the difference in responses. Mm. The difference between whom and Blood Bowl community. And you yeah. shared it in, mm. in your other group. And the, I was sort of following both conversations myself and they were very different. Oh, yeah. That sounds fascinating. So the, the, the one in the group that I run were like lengthy paragraphical answers and conversations of like what their experience had been. Because this, this was a group aimed at women and non-binary folks. Mm-hmm. And Blood Bowl community is open to everybody. There's no, it's, it's open to anybody, anybody and everybody. And the, like I said, so the, the, the responses that were in Blood Bowl community were very, very interesting compared to that that group. I like the word you're using there, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's some, like again, that's something we can we can dive into in the in the next yeah, episode. I think, um, I think that'd be a great thing to dive into. I haven't actually read the article yet. I certainly would like to read the article before we start discussing it. Definitely, probably a good starting <laughs> point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Before each episode from now on. That's right. <laughs> you can't actually research. do it. <laughs> not, not, not like this time. We're furiously writing it out as the teacher's coming by. <laughs> I've never done that. It's a great student. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was because Giraffe already said it, and I'm like, I was a bit of a. I was a squad at school. Like I was oh, definitely like did my stuff and like got good grades. Do you know I was I was as well. I was quite the squad. So when I started smoking in about oh. year nine, year ten, and you know, yeah, you. There's that one place at school, if you remember, where all, all the cool kids went and smoked. Um, none of the teachers actually believed I was there smoking. Oh <laughs> they just thought I was there, so they'd come round and catch everybody and be like, detention, 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 hi! <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because then that made me a bit of a mule because I, I was one of the ones oh that said, so they go give me this money and go go to the shop oh, oh my god buy the cigs you can have two out of it so I go for like 10 people and then I end up with this 20 deck immediately for free should you be telling the story that I get you arrested <laughs> on a public oh this was um this was a lot of years ago now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sometimes if you secretly naughty being a SWAT pays off because you can it's a very British oh yes oh that is a really British word that's like the 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 nerds the the smart ones the the, ones that always behave teachers pets yeah teachers pets I was a SWAT but I was terrified of getting in trouble so there was no way in hell you'd ever catch me doing anything remotely wrong like I was even like it wasn't until university that when my confidence started growing a lot more that I started to be to open up a little bit more and um like even a few years ago I was still quite shy and and not wanting to do anything wrong but now like i think streaming has definitely helped with my confidence and 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 that side of it but yeah no there was no way in how you were ever finding me doing any anything like i was too scared to say boo to a goose kind of shy so all right number one like don't say boo to them no so if you see a goose turn around and go the other way I don't care yeah, what 
just over there. I don't care if your child is over there. It doesn't matter. He's the geese's child now. <laughs> I'm literally wearing a dress with geese on it. Like, <laughs> like I literally am. Oh, I love it. It's as though you knew this conversation was coming up. <laughs> Thematically dressed. Always appropriate. Sorry, I'm still very much reading about swats and swatting. <laughs> and you'd be like furiously Googling everything that we talk about. Almost you know every word. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't go to the Urban Dictionary. That, that, no. is, that is a whole... Well, it's actually pretty funny because it says a person who values their education at least three times more than their social life. <laughs> okay, that sounds like me. I hate that I'm telling this, but like I, I was so bad at socializing with people that when someone gave me their phone number as like being a friend, I asked them if they were sure. Oh, that's oh. And that was in college. That wasn't even in school. That was like... in college. Oh, yeah. That's why. That's what I mean when I say like in university, my confidence grew heaps and bounds. Um, but yeah, my mom had to like physically, not physically, push me out the door once when my friends came around to call oh. for me because I was like, I don't want to hang out with them. I just want to read a book. It's terrifying. <laughs> There's people out there. I know. I came home after twenty minutes because I got bored. I think oh. That's the other thing, like you don't get when you're a kid. Like when you're a kid, like whatever your social circle is, it's basically whoever happens to be in your school and that's kind of the world. Mm. Whereas like when you get out of that, you know, Twitch widens this circle so much more. You realise that there are actually other people in the world with just the same interests as you. Yeah. Like no matter what your weird interests are, there are other people who are into it. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that is one of the great things about the internet. I know the internet and social media and everything is really slammed at the moment, but people are forgetting the amazing side of it, of bringing people together. You might have this really, really, really weird interest this really niche interest but there is someone else out there in the world and you can find them with the power of the internet oh definitely and and i think uh with with twitch like you don't have to stream video games as well i think it's something people sometimes forget like there are people who do cooking videos on there there are people who do dancing videos on there like it's not just it's not just video games and hot tub streams it is other <laughs> it is there is other content out there so like it, it can be a really if you you've got an interest that you think no one else has search for a stream of it there's probably someone streaming it i recently introduced uh, my parents to twitch and they're you know somewhat not in with the social times but um so so i was describing it to them in terms of chess right that, that you can watch chess and that was super exciting to them we watched some chess now they're they know about twitch and how their daughter is a famous twitch streamer <laughs> famous gigantic <laughs> they give you their, their prime subscription <laughs> no oh god oh well first of all no secondly they will never actually know my like they're not allowed on my stream <laughs> no 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 not giraffe after dark not giraffe after dark yeah because i do sort of like a sailor giraffe which... in the evenings uh, the problem is so they know i curse like a sa sailor but they don't experience very often there's one thing about knowing it and another of like seeing their daughter oh my my mum uh, so my, my little sister was was watching my stream and my mum um told me that she'd heard it she's like i heard you swearing like, sorry mum <laughs> no i remember i i always used to be really scared to, to swear in front of my mum and dad and then all of a sudden one day it was like something just clicked in me and I swore and my mum turned around she said cauliflower but obviously my real name and I was like oh do you know what woman shut up I'm, I'm 18 <laughs> you can't tell me what to say anymore she went, how did that go down I, was like, I am a grown woman now I own my own house I have children I will swear if I want to we swear in front of my parents 
it's mostly don't say that in front of your grandparents. Mm. <laughs> That's what we get. My dad is is pretty much okay with it. He he will also sometimes swear, but it, my mum will give it us a shocked look if if we do. So it's like it's just it's just don't let your grandparents hear you more than anything. I I, I have such a foul mouth. Like I'm I am so bad. I have stop myself swearing so many times while we've been doing this. But I'm, I've I'm got all um, <laughs> there's uh, there's one of my bosses at work. He cannot abide swearing. He makes like if he hears someone swear, he makes this actual pained expression on his face and kind of turns away from you. And I think it's it, it is what it is. It is so hard to not swear around mm. him. It, like it, it physically hurts to not drop some of those f bombs. Uh, yeah, it's a tough life. I'm sorry. It I'm is. sorry you have to go through that. <laughs> really so hard. I do to- tone it down a little bit at work because I try to be at least somewhat professional, but um, thing- things kind of trickle through. They o- it always <laughs> does. They just have to, yeah. But this was a surprisingly, I, th- I think this whole podcast was surprisingly wholesome. Good job. Yeah, I think we've done well. I did well. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit of work for me. Maybe not so much for Disney and Tree because they're very polite and wholesome. <laughs> we are not. We're not. <laughs> Sorry. We are not polite and wholesome. That's what that's what the After Dark podcast, the exactly. Hazel and After Dark. Yes. So is, it, is that where like Tree and I leave and then you two carry on on your, in your own <laughs> no podcast. no this is where we corrupt you in, in <gasps> as much as we can and you try to stay this this paragon of goodness and light oh that you two are and we try to definitely get some exaggerated narrative around this <laughs> <laughs> Join the dark side. Yes, we have cookies. <laughs> we have cookies and swearing. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna make giraffe cookies and I'm gonna ice swear words all over oh them. God. Yes, <laughs> I would eat that. I want. Uh, I think that's probably a really good place to end uh, the podcast for this this time before uh, it gets out of hand. Before it gets out of hand. So we're going to try oh, and get. <laughs> we're going to try and get some um, guest stars with us for future episodes. We can't. We're not quite sure when or who we're going to have we have had a few requests already um, yes we have <laughs> but links um, for all of our twitches are in the about section of SoundCloud uh, we also have a Facebook page and an Instagram and I'm working on a Twitter. There might be a Twitter by the time this episode comes out. So please check out for Hey Listen podcast on all those different mediums. It's the same logo with the Navi and the headset. Um, Shall we pick a random streamer to do a shout out for? Yeah, by sh- by all means. I, I th- This isn't so random. It's mostly because he has obviously offered to promote us. But I would love to do a shout out for Sky Blue Monty, the yes. most amazing fling coach and wholesome family stream. <laughs> Uh, it is also worth mentioning Sky Blue Monty is uh, also a member of the Two Drunk Flings podcast who are um, very good friends of ours as we have mentioned a few times please go check out their podcast as well they talk all things Blood Bowl uh, whereas we're a bit higgledy-piggledy they are specifically Blood Bowl related content so definitely go check them out they have a YouTube and all that kind of thing I think that's everything isn't it? I think that's everything unless Treat or Draft has something they want to add at the end I got new emotes <laughs> <laughs> Go go to Miss Veltree's channel just for her new emotes. Make sure you subscribe so you can use the emotes. Follow and subscribe to Dizzy Bess, misspelled tree. Seriously, I'm a draft because they are amazing. And I might be there sometimes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this podcast episode. And we shall see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.